Welcome back to We Ain't Done Yet with another episode with your girls, TNT. What's up? <laughs> All right. Episode, I'm excited to share this space with my girl. Uh, lots been going on with us individually, just life and other circumstances we have going on. But I'm grateful that we get to spend this time with one another and just get into it. Talk about this topic that we've been kind of discussing for some time. We're going to talk about music. Oh, yep. Let's go. Uh, we're going to talk about music, specifically like the art of music, what music means to us, what it means, you know, in regards to healing and like our journey with music and our genres and all kinds of like fun things and meaningful things. So I'm really excited to talk about it. So, you know, lately I've been really listening to music with my ears wide open. So much has been going on that my music choice lately has been Christian worship music okay. because I'm in this space that, you know, I just need to just let some stuff go really heal. And, you know, for me, Christian worship music is just has its own healing power. So um, sometimes in journaling, because I do like journaling, and when journaling's not meeting my needs or walking or exercising, because let me tell you, we're going to talk about exercise. <laughs> you? No, me, me. We all need to exercise sometimes. Yeah. yeah, so I, but so when those things aren't working for me, I just tend to lean more into music. So that's where I am in, in right now. And I kind of want to open up uh, really quick with this article that I uh, read and it's in re it's titled identity and self-esteem in the context of music and music therapy um it's an article that was dropped back in I think 2018 or so don't quote me we can link it if you need it um but what really stood out to me and what I kind of want to put out there just to set this the scene it just talks about um let's see music is created by human thought and activity. It appears to be part of nature and exists independently of humans, but at the same time, it is imbued with human values. People can think through music, they can use it to express themselves and explore their identities. You know, sometimes a few seconds is enough for listeners to determine the genre and whether they like it, whether it suits them. In today's world, as individuals, choose a kind of music, they decide for themselves not only who they want to be, but also what they truly are. And then they send this message to others. So during listening to music, the self-reliance is basic human reaction. Listening to music, although personal and individualized, is a person's primal drive observed already in small children and so on and so forth. So there's a lot there to unpack in regards to music, but That's we're here like to talk about it. 15 pages. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here to talk about it. So I do want to point out one thing that it didn't say was that music is also um, an expression. Um, it can be very much a human emotion. Yes. And so I don't know, maybe that's later on down the line, but that was something that stood out to me mm -hmm. um, because sometimes... I can put on music and not think. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a great opportunity to just kind of drown out life, drown out whatever it is that you're overthinking. I put it on when I'm writing my papers and depending yeah. on what I'm listening to will help inspire or encourage me to keep moving. Mm -hmm. um, but 
Continue. Yes. So um, you're abs- you're absolutely right because when I study, I uh, turn on some classical music, and that really helps me focus. And I knock that paper out in no time. But yeah, you know, it does uh, tend to provide um, an outlet, I would say, for you know people to get through what they need to get through. You don't need, you know, you can meet somebody, you cannot share in the same language, but. Uh, music is a universal language. Yes, it is. Music allows for personal identification and self-expression, right? So when we think of music, you know, when I think of music, I think of music in regards to like the tone, the tempo, um, the chords, things like that. But when you add a layer, which is the lyrical aspect of it, it starts to build so much more meaning because it's I like lyrical music, so it then becomes um, a story, right? Yep. Somebody's story that you can relate to. It's like building rapport with that person because you're like, dang, that hit hard. Like, that's my music, you know? Okay. So that, it soothes the soul. It tells a story. It brings joy, happiness, and amplifies our sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think of music, I think of all those things. So music speaks on my, on my behalf. Uh, music doesn't necessarily speak on my behalf. It does if you walk into a space of mine, you could probably tell what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> uh, it does. I will. You know what? You're right. I think I will take that back. It does speak on my behalf because you can walk into a room. You can tell what kind of mood I'm in, depending on what I'm listening to, and just kind of discern where my um, mental is or how I'm feeling. Um, but. I do think that music plays a huge part and it's been a part of my life since childhood. I want to say that was a huge connecting point for my entire family as blended and split and broken or whatever you want to call it that it has ever been. So I very much agree with you, not for the sake of agreeing because you're my girl, but (laughs) music has been there. Music has been there for me in many different areas of my life and many different um, times. And it was, has very much helped me. Um, with healing and growth and comfort, we I can recall putting on music every Saturday. Mm-hmm. We put on music. Uh, we were cleaning. Yeah. And it's not the same cleaning my children do because they do a terrible job. <laughs> but it was a form of um, just sort of rhythm and activity that we could all participate to kind of help encourage us as we were doing that task. Mm-hmm. And so now it's almost therapeutic to me yeah. to put on music to clean to or to just kind of dance to and do whatever I'm doing around the house. And my whole family has done that. Mm -hmm. And it's something that if you were over during the holidays and you were to hear that happening, you would know we were somewhere dancing and and all just enjoying ourselves because that's something that we're familiar with. Yeah. I mean, I remember too, like growing up and putting on, you know, music and, you know, when I had my children, we put on music and they knew it was cleaning day. Like mom's ready to clean. Mm -hmm. She got the music on and, um, you know, thinking about one time when my son like puts on, you know, now we can watch, you know, music on the television and stuff like that. But he put like mom's mom's Mexican music for cleaning. <laughs> that was that was the title of the of the what's it called the, the soundtrack. Yeah, of the you that know was playlist. That was a playlist, and I'm like, really? Okay, so hey, I was cleaning away, and so was he. So yeah, I mean, we were all doing the same thing. So yeah, music is something that I've also grown up listening to, and. As a let's talk about like as a kid listening to music. Like okay. when was your first experience with 
music? Like I said, I have always had music in our family, in our life. It was always, unless someone was just really upset. But for the most part, my grandmother would turn on music and we would, we'd all dance together. Mm -hmm. We would cook to music. We would clean to music. We would um, get togethers. I know you know about backyard barbecues Mm -hmm. and, you know, just different avenues. We could turn on music and they'd be like, come over here, baby, come dance. And, you know, they would throw us out there and make us dance in front of everybody. And that's just what we were doing. But it's just always been there. And that's always been a part of everything that we were doing. And we find ourselves, I know myself, I can't speak for everyone, but I find myself gravitating towards it when I'm really needing um, to let something go Mm -hmm. or really feel disconnected with things. Mm -hmm. You know, my husband He's not as vibrant as I am with the music. Mm-hmm. He tends to kind of keep it on his headphones. Mm-hmm. I'll turn it on. Listen, listen, listen. When you pull up to my house, I hear you coming. <laughs> I was like, "Who is that?" It's it's, me. it's T rolling up. I'm like, "Oh, she here already." <laughs> but yeah. I love it. Like that's your expression of music. That's what, how you like to listen to, and I ain't mad at it. I love it. You know, I enjoy it. And my husband as well, you know, he's a little bit more like conservative with it. But then he just, I don't know, he likes to listen to music too. And he loves but different a different genre of music. So that's interesting to talk. We won't talk about that though. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so when I was growing up, um, everybody knows already, like I grew up in church or whatever. So I really didn't hear a lot of like, what we they call a secular music, right? I didn't really listen to a lot of secular music. I listened to a lot of Christian music, but then Christian Christian music has come a long way. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, because it needed to, because I grew up with Christian music and ooh, and um grew up with hymnals and things like that in church. I you know would hear my brother, because my brother didn't live with us, but my brother had like huge like cases full of tapes and cd tapes, tapes. Tape? yeah like you had to roll it with the little pen you know like to get it wound back up That's how you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he had cds and he had different genres of music but the most music i was drawn to was oldies you know like mary wells brent wood marvin gay um all these different types of oldies that we would just listen to and that was and then my friends, like going to my friends' houses, I was introduced to like secular music, what was on the radio. I couldn't really relate to them, but I was enjoying listening to them. And then I got my first like radio, let me tell you. And that changed it all. On the radio. <laughs> that changed it all. I was like so surprised that they give it, they had given me this radio. So like I, it was on from there. Like I loved R&B music. I loved it. And when I was a teenager, you know, we go through a lot of changes in our teenage world lives and we don't understand certain things. And if we don't have those people to communicate what we're going through, like we found outlets to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So R&B was like if you it fueled it fueled my sexuality because you're, you're going through like learning your body. Right. Mm-hmm. You have all these changes and. It was just an expression of me as a young lady growing growing into a woman, and I'm very passionate. So I loved R&B music for that because a lot of that music is passion driven. Okay, 
I was raised by my grandmother primarily. My mother, uh, she was young, and so she was still experiencing life in other avenues. And so I had some of the same experiences with you with some of the oldies, Marvin Gaye, Aretha Franklin, Etta James, and so forth. But my grandmother was new age. <laughs> she would put on Michael Jackson. We were listening to New Edition. Really? Yes, my grandma could get down. Hey, <laughs> I love it. She threw the best parties, and everybody loved hanging out at our house because there was fun. But yeah. you talk about how you got your first radio. I got a Walkman. A Walkman. Yeah. Like a tape, a tape Walkman. A tape Walkman. That was my very first. And it came with my very own tape. Uh, of the uh, group crisscross oh yeah and my kids know what that is because i play it yeah but you could ask some of the kids in these days like who is that <laughs> and i kid you not i played that tape out mm. i listened to it front and then you stop and flip it over yeah and i listened to the back and i would just play it over and over and i had my own little styrofoam headphones oh. <laughs> we've come a long way <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> With the cord and oh my goodness. played it out, and you couldn't tell me. I didn't know all the words, mm. and I knew what song was coming next. Mm-hmm. And there was, there, I didn't want to skip because I wanted to hear it all, I wanted to absorb it all. Um, my hearing is bad because I listen to really loud music. <laughs> um, but that was one of my first introductions. Later on, I ended up getting a CD walk, yeah, and so forth. But that was my first personal device that was for me. And that I got to have that music just for myself. And I remember just, that was like, you Crisscross was my group. Yeah. That was my group. And if their song came on, it's still, if it comes on now, oh. I got to dance to it. Because I was absorbed into the song and the lyrics. And I knew it all. I missed the bus. Hey. <laughs> like, I knew it. <laughs> so when you listen to Crisscross now... Do you still get like those feelings like Every you time. were when you were a kid? Like, dang, yeah, I turn it up. That's something that, and you just be dancing, and my kids are looking at me like, "What is she doing?" She's like, "My mom knows all of the lyrics. <laughs> They're TikTokiness, by the way." Yes, yes, <laughs> off in the corner with their phones out. I'm like, "Stop it, damn children." <laughs> hey, that's. I remember I didn't have a Walkman, but I had. Not a tape Walkman, but I had a CD Walkman. Oh, you losing? Uh, no, that's because they didn't allow me to have that for so long. <laughs> I had a CD Walkman, and I loved, and I still do to this day. Tupac Shakur, like oh. that was my, that was my man. <laughs> that was I love, and I had cut out a little picture of Tupac and put it on my CD player, and I was just running with it. I, I, I could sing all his songs too and um i had all his album all his cds everything and um i remember just playing him over and over and over again some reason i was just gravitated to his rap and hip-hop music and um I just loved him. So I remember walking down and when my little picture got all warped and just, I was so sad. And so I remember those days too, like the whole, like, you know, devices that we get and the way they make you feel. And when I hear him like singing or rapping or whatever it may be, like anything that's happening with Tupac Shakur, like I'm there, like I'm there to view everything. I went to the, yeah, the museum and the exhibit that they had for him in LA. And I was just all like living my childhood and my teenage years there. So it takes you back. 
it takes you back, you, you know. You feel it, you're in it. Yeah. You remember walking. You yeah. You remember walking and those that's my first experience with music as a as a young child and as a young, I mean adolescent and then as an adult, you know, in my early 20s. But it was now that I'm older and in my mid 20s, I started living life, like really life, you know, I already had children. So it kind of turned into a different meaning for me where it started to shift into maybe I did wasn't aware that that was like had healing properties when I was going through my adolescent years, but I was more in tune with, oh, this is really meeting certain needs. And it turned into like, oh, now this, oh, this is like, I can heal through music, you mm-hmm. know, in regards to the words and the lyrics and things like that, and how I could relate and how I, you know, it was now my genre of music that I was listening to. So in my mid twenties, I started taking a different kind of turn. Okay. And it's, and I get older, it's the same. It keeps going. I think that's the same, uh, perspective. A lot of us have undergone. And like you were saying, when you were young, there was a lot of fuel for your passions and you were figuring out your sexuality and your identity. There's some sad music you listened to when you had heartbreak. There was all the, the woohoo and boohooers and my man done me wrong songs. And then yes. there, that, that was, that was, came from the blues. Yes. That's the blues. Yeah. And then, you know, you got gospel and oldies and Christian and hip hop and rap and, you know, the different songs where they're talking about, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Like those are the songs and, and you're in it, you're singing versus, you know, as you move through life, you're listening to different genres that help bring out maybe your your ghetto thug side yeah. or maybe something that bring out your dancing yeah. two-step side. You want to listen to something a little high, high octane, get your energy pumped. I'm not going to lie, I do listen to some rock and roll a little mm-hmm. bit and not heavy metal so much, but there are certain songs that I can listen to that are good driving songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to get yeah. you traffic. <laughs> I'm move, bitch. Get, get out, out the way. way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to... Like, there, there are different things that you listen to to help, you know, prompt your spirit yeah. or encourage your different dynamics that you're going through. Right. And there are different celebrations of music. You talk about the blues... You've got contemporary artists. You've got old school artists. Etta James was mm. just an iconic beauty, mm. and her music yes. could pour into you <sighs> and, and leave your heart laid yes. on the ground. And you're just like, let me pick that yes. up and put it back in. Jazz and the different mm-hmm. ragtime songs, um, things that would get your foot moving and mm-hmm. you all of a sudden you're like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. Your hips rocking, yeah. dancing. You know, don't Mary J is still doing concerts yeah. and bringing to light her vocals and her ability to resonate with us through the different things that she's experienced. That's her expression, yeah. and we're able to relate to it on certain levels mm-hmm. depending on where we are in yeah. our life. You know, you got Buddy Holiday, you've got um, that rock and roll era. You know, or a lot of music resonated mm-hmm. or began from mm-hmm. little richard and all those things that some people find odd that's where music began yeah, exactly that's where 
the beginning of that turned into these different translations that we see today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I remember taking a course when I went to undergrad and I was like, you know, they add all these courses you have to take to run money. But um, (laughs) I was like, I'm going to be intentional. I want to learn. So I took a a music class and I love this music class because it was based on all these things that you said, like what are, what is the beginning music and how has that transitioned to the music we hear today? There's a lot of new age rappers and hip hop artists and pop culture that has mixed from that. They have pulled from those genres of music in the early time and they've mixed it into their stuff. So you listen if you listen correctly or listen with intent, you can hear those those rock and rolls, those R&B and blues and how you hopefully they're not just stealing. But <laughs> no, for the most part, you know, there has been some um, scandals, you know, <laughs> with people taking people's music and they had to pay a hefty price, you know, but Etta James was fire. She still is. I love what she sings and I love Beyonce too, but Beyonce, honey, you did not do Etta James good when you remade her song. I hate to say it. I think she just took it from her perspective, but she can't be Etta James because she's not. But you know, she got that. Etta James just has, nobody can stand with her, you know. like She's her own. So, yes, I mean, I remember taking that course and learning so much about the music and, and to validate what you said too that is accurate and um so we hear this music that you know when we're in this stage of life it moves us it gives you know our freedom to express ourselves through that music then you add your lyrics to it and it builds even a more layer to that so you know lyrical it's expression of emotion retelling of a story lived experiences articulated through like their music lyrics um also, what I jotted down to was like it's a form of advocating on beha- behalf of oneself or their communities. Yeah. It's a form of activism, bringing awareness and demand- demanding social change, like a call for action through their music lyrics. NWA. Oh, yeah. NWA. They were bringing to light a lot of the social injustice that the black community was experiencing. It was right around the time Rodney King issue went down. And so they were talking about how. Pro- police brutality in certain neighborhoods was beyond excessive and they were not taking into account just the humans Mm -hmm. that they were yes and there were a lot of practices queen latifah um mc light they those were lyricists public enemy um they all were bringing to the attention of the community Mm -hmm. that these were real things that were happening we're not just imagining them and just being an outlet for people who maybe couldn't voice mm-hmm. exactly what it is they were feeling and experiencing, mm-hmm. but they're like, yeah, that's exactly what's happening in the community. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to recognize it until, you know, yeah. it's on the news. It's on the news and the media is taking a different narrative and they're spinning it to be like that music is causing violence. havoc and violence when it's their real life experiences, what their communities are going through. And they're saying, Hey, listen to us. Like, this is the way we express ourselves for all the oppression and all these things that we're facing in everyday life. Like that song by Billie Holiday, strange fruit. It talked about lynching and it talks about all this and she's singing it and she's telling them about what's happening. So it's so powerful and lyrics just add, add more 
powerful element to the music so it can be relatable um with domestic violence you know there's people that have um put out music in regards to um domestic violence and how they're trying to aim for social change within that own element and sphere of society where domestic violence has always been uh behind ignored ignored and it's a family problem people don't want to insert themselves they don't know how to do that but the music has allowed people to say, hey, let's look at this through a different lens. I remember this dope song Eve put out. It was Love is Blind. Mm. And she just put it out there. And I'm like, yes. Yes. Yeah, it is. It really is because where we get, you know, love is a very fragile thing. And there are times where we get love bombed or we're just loving the euphoria that's happening. And it's just... Or maybe you don't know any different. You don't know. That's what you saw in your household or within your community. And nobody was speaking up against, you know, how that was wrong. Yeah. So like we're just stuck in this norm, but music provides that education, that form of activism and that form of advocating on behalf of other people that can't. So when I started, when I was going into my mid twenties and now that I'm the age I am, I'm starting, I have always now started to think of music differently and in a more meaningful form of expression. Um, you know, when I want to cry, I listen to Christian music, worship music. Um, if, you know, I want to dance and have a good time and I want to be free and I want to do this. And I listen to R&B music. I listen to, you know, pop music and all that stuff. So like, it's just different, takes on different roles for me. But yeah, but nowadays our mainstream is getting further away from lyrics. Can you, what do you think about that? I'm stuck in old school. I have multiple... Uh, streaming options. Mm-hmm. And so I don't find what I want to hear. Yeah. I don't have to just accept that that is what the culture is saying is popular right now. Right. And so I can look for something old school. I can look for The Gap. I can mm-hmm. look for Marvin Gaye. I can look for Mary J. Blige and some of her beginning music. I can go all the way back to Aretha Franklin. I can go back to no music. Mm-hmm. I have a whole playlist that's instruments. Mm-hmm. I, I love instruments. Mm-hmm. I love um, just hearing the different instruments play through and discerning, oh, what instrument is that? Is that mm-hmm. the drum? Is that the bass? Is mm-hmm. that, you know, the piano? Um, I, I love how Alicia Keys came out and mm-hmm. she would play the piano. I love seeing those different elements being poured out. Um, there's this guy, he's the violinist, the, mm-hmm. the black violinist. I love listening mm-hmm. to his music and watching the different crescendos mm-hmm. and the tempos. I love symphonies. Mm-hmm. They have um, a theater here that will play a movie and it will have the symphony sitting down there. No and way. I, yes, girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. My husband no. thinks I'm a dork because oh, no. I will beg him to take me. We watched E.T. Uh-huh. E.T., the music with... It's like I watched a horror movie. You can turn the sound off a horror movie and it won't be as scary. Right. But the music mm-hmm. adds a different element to yeah. it and it helps your emotions play along with whatever's happening on the screen. Yeah. And watching it live with a symphony with violins and drums and, you know, guitars and flutes and clarinets, it just comes alive. Yeah. I mean, to me, when I hear music, I hear that's what I think about. Like music is 
the instruments that are played. Music is anything but the lyrics. Yeah. That is music to me. And it does, like, I would love to go to something like that. I would love to see that played in action for me to see how it just unfolds and how in reality movie, when they make movies, they do have a symphony there and they're recording everything. And that's who's actually playing all these, you know, songs and, and things throughout the movie. And, um, I love that too. Like my son loves it. My son plays piano and he listens to a lot of just like music that way. Um, I think it's so powerful and but going back to the question what do you think about mainstream music now is it getting further away from the lyrics is it bad that i totally avoided (laughs) yeah i don't i don't want to downplay anybody's artisticness (laughs) i don't want to take away from the value or the effort that those people are pouring into it i did read a comment the other day and i was trying to find it for you where andre 3000 who i think is a wonderful artist Mm -hmm was talking about how music and the expression of music has moved away from being able to create something that people can relate to, that people find value and purpose in or or drives them to just something that you can make money. Something that, you know, gets the people moving and blah, 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 blah. Because some of the stuff that I hear on the radio, I'm like, what is that? What are they saying? What are they talking about? (laughs) There is one song out right now that I will immediately skip. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it. And that's not to say I'm trying not to prevent my children from experiencing what's happening in the community because there's something to be said about being aware. Right. You know, when I'm out at the club, which I don't go to right now. I want to talk about my birthday Yeah, it's my birthday or whatever and, you know, drop it a little low or warm or hot or whatever. (laughs) But that's part of me being able to discern what's appropriate for me and what's not. Right. And I can choose. Yeah. I have free will. I can decide what I feel like listening Mm to. I don't, I don't find a connection with some of the new music that I'm experiencing right now. Yeah. And that's a very friendly way to put it and respectful way to put it. I, on the other hand, don't think, I think they're any far away from Miracle, <laughs> from it being me. I agree 100% with Andre. Andre, I b- totally agree. It, it's, it's all about money. It's all about money. What's popping? What's popular? What is going to get them more money, more, more, whatever. Materialistic things, whatever. That's you know my what? opinion. If you think about some of the foundations in music and some of the movies that I've seen, they kind of pay to put some of those songs out there mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, popularize them because there is a certain demographic that don't always think past, oh, this is popular. Let me listen to it. They just doing what's popular. Right. Versus there are other people who are looking for music that resonates with them, yeah. that they go to symphonies, they look for music that speaks to them. Mm-hmm. There are still avenues out there that exist that aren't just what's on the radio. Right. You, you do have to look for them. Yeah. You know, you can find Fantasia yeah. at a at a smaller venue. Mm-hmm. She may not be at the Save Mart Stadium or whatever, you know, a big Coliseum or something, but those avenues do exist. I just heard New Edition is coming to Vegas and so I, oh. I went out and lost some luggage. <laughs> Well, Lauren Hill's going to be out. She's touring right now, I too. I hope she shows up because I heard she's been missing some of them. But um, I'm just going to say that there are avenues out there for you to experience the kind of music that speaks mm-hmm, to you. Mm-hmm. Some of the more popular stuff on the radio isn't always 
intended for deep thinking yeah. musical persons. Yes. Sometimes it's just what's out there. It's like these are the newest shoes, go yeah. buy them. These are yeah. the latest brands, go yeah. purchase it. And somebody who is a little more mature mm-hmm. would just say that's not for me. Right. And that goes back to the article. Like you can listen to a few seconds and be like, nah, that's not for me. You start choosing what resonates with you and what's meaningful to you and what's going to allow you to express yourself the way you are want to express yourself um, in whatever season you're in. So I... Um, I could think of one artist that is now right now out and I don't listen to this artist. My son does, but he shared some music with me and I'm like, oh, shoot, like that's kind of along the lines from like lyrical, like hip hop, like that kind of hip hop that we grew up with. And that's J. Cole. Okay. Uh, J. Cole has some really meaningful, powerful truth. truth behind his music of his lyrics about his world, about his activism, about his advocating, about wake up and pay attention to what's happening and things like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I could, I could rock with J Cole, you know, cause it resonates with me, but you know, I do feel some sort of sympathy towards these individuals, these artists that are putting music out there just to make a money because they're at the hands of the people that are paying them. Right. Like there's producers and there's the companies the of saying their okay, labels, their their labels, what you need to put out. That's their labels, you know, so they this is are how you need to look. Yes. This is how you need to present yourself. Yes. This is how money's going to come in yes. and what you're doing to be my money maker. Mainstream. They don't have free will in a sense with that because it is mainstream. Right. They can. They make a choice. I want to make. The big dollars. Mm-hmm. So you do what the label says in order to bring that right. revenue in. And you sign that contract. Yes. Versus being more authentic mm-hmm. would possibly put you at some lower venues. Yeah. You might have to self-publish. Yes. You might have to use other... SoundCloud is notorious yeah. for up-and-coming artists yes. for putting their music out there. You might have to stand on a corner yeah. and hand out your music or you know, seeing live, but that's part of the grind Mm -hmm. that helps build you up into the artist you want to be. Yes. And that I think it's called like an independent artist, right? Yeah. So a lot of the people that or the artists that I grew up like Maya, you know, she's independent. You have Carrie Hilson. She's independent. You have, um, all these other artists that I remembered, they're independent because they've lived that life. They know what that can lead to. And there's a um, Becky G. I don't know if you've heard of Becky mm-hmm. G. Okay, so my friends went to her concert and it was a very small venue. And I didn't know that this was her first ever concert that she did on her own. Like this is her own concert. And it was at like San Jose Small Theater. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that must, like that makes me think like, is she trying to like, she knows what she wants to do and she doesn't want to sign these. I don't know. I'm just speaking. I don't know. But when people make it and they're under a label, they're going to go big. You know, they just come out and they're popping your face and she's creating this music in the smaller venues, like you mentioned. So, you know, she's doing her thing. She's grinding. She's trying to build that. But she, I never knew this was her first headlining concert that she did for herself. So proud of her. So, yeah, J. Cole is an artist that I know from this era that's mainstream and he's singing, rapping on some real shit, you know, and I he's like not, that. And you know what? There are lots of artists that are out there speaking mm-hmm. real common is, is, oh, yeah. is long since been known mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of artists out there. Let's not take away from right. them at all. J. Cole's one that you brought to light. But you also have to remember 
J. Cole is not on the radio mm-hmm. like some of the other ones right. are because he speaks such real, because he wants to remain authentic. You can look at him and some of the things that they brag about is how he rides a bike mm-hmm. and just be out there looking however because he don't give a damn yeah. about what people think about him. He wants right. to be authentic. Yes. He wants to be an artist who believes in the work that he's putting mm-hmm. out there and he doesn't need the validation from the label right. in order to put out there what he's trying to say. Right. He value, He's worth so much more and his, he knows his value and he's not going to conform to anything in regards to his music and what he puts out there because he knows that it's truth, you know, and you're right. You don't really hear him. So like you have to go to those streaming services and get what you need to get. And, um, so that's the only one I know of. I don't really listen to a lot of like radio. I do streams from like Spotify and Pandora and all these other things. So I do tend to like build my playlist around music that I grew up doing and I am also doing, I do that. I play it loud too, because I want my children to know like, this is, this is music. (laughs) And they call me like, you're a boomer. I'm like, oh my gosh. But now I said boomer, like you got to think about those generations of people. (laughs) So you got to think about, they probably looked at us crazy, but yeah. Um, I know you brought up this one article. We touched on some of the celebrations of black music and the history that they have used as some of our foundations in music. But we also have a Hispanic part that I would love for you to share from your perspective, because I have seen mariachis. Mm -hmm. I have seen, you know, cultural Mexican (laughs) dancing and the different ways that they share their culture with the dancing and the clothing and the drums and the um, instruments that they bring to light. And so I think it's important that you share a little bit of that as well. So um, I grew up listening to Christian music, but it was in Spanish. So I listened to a lot of like his Spanish speaking Christian music. Um, but this article that I read and I'm learning to like my culture and my, you know, where, you know, my people come from and how what's different about the culture and learning just about who we are and who I am. And um, in this article, um, it says, you know, one of the most important aspects of the Hispanic culture is its music. Uh, Music is a central part of life for many Hispanics, and it plays an important role in many celebrations and festivals. Some of the most popular genres of music include salsa, merengue, and flamingo. And so I know you've dipped into that stuff, you know, she went to salsa. I mean, you dance better than me. And with that, I'm like, no, I don't know that. (laughs) I don't know that, you know, but. We do. We the music. I mean, mariachis. You know, they have their own story, and they they sing their songs through like corridos and their hard times, and you know all these things that they've been through, and the sadness, and the love, and the breakups, and the family dynamics, and and they pour it into. So, I mean, they have Celia Cruz. She's a salsa singer. They have Vicente Fernandez, which I listen to Vicente Chente all the time. Mm-hmm. Juan Gravier, Frida Kahlo, um, Pablo Nueva. You know, we have all these different things. So whenever we do celebrate, there's always music intertwined mm-hmm. within our culture. It's an expression of who we are as a culture yes. and how we move through life and how it's always central to our events and everyday life. You share that and mm-hmm. you guys 
personify it in the way that you share that with other people too. And you've got a lot of Hispanic or Mexican new age artists. Mm-hmm. My kids listen to Bad Bunny. Reggaeton. <laughs> yeah, they listen to them. They listen to Carol G and yeah. Becky G. Um, don't put on no Selena. They know who that is too. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said so, that all wrong. <laughs> music, music just translates. Yeah. And you can meet people on common ground just by the the music that you're playing. Yeah. You don't put a little liquor in there because then everybody <laughs> thinks they know everything. But I love how music can break barriers yes. and how it can help people, you know, smile yeah. at each other and just enjoy being happy. Yeah, being happy and you said break barriers and, and connect people yes. to learn because you can learn about other cultures through music. And there's sometimes where things can be like sensitive topics. You don't know how to approach a certain person in regards to certain things, but music builds those bridges yes. where it's like, Hey, you listen, tell me more about that. And it brings people together. It's, it's a form of human connection. Yes. Um, like, through oh, music. We have that drum. <laughs> we use that drum in African yeah. music. We use that guitar and some of our and you play a different chord mm-hmm. and you see those the genres mix we see country hip-hop yeah. now we see um santana yeah. playing with hip-hop artists you see you know violinists they had some rap artists who was just going mm. in on stage and had a whole orchestra behind wow. him and you just see those different dynamics coming together to create a different experience and it's beautiful to see it's very beautiful i agree very very beautiful so in the realm of like healing and just like talking about music and how it's really benefited us in the long run like or in our lives every day um we hope that you find this episode does resonate with you guys because music is a healing it has so much healing property to it i mean there's music therapy that they're being researching there's music therapy in regards to patients that have dementia um and how it helps them with their mind and their abilities to recall certain things um, yeah. based off the music that they're hearing, the melodies that they're able to connect with, yes. those emotions that they're feeling and bring them back yes. sometimes. Yeah, and how music therapy plays a central part in adolescent life, in schools, and, um, you know, sitting with the student and building rapport around music and help, you know, helping that help you build alliance with them. I love that to talk about things you know to be like oh you listen to music that's the first step to building rapport because you that's know common ground that's common ground that's oh i listen to that too tell me about that why do you like that music and they start because adolescents are very hard they don't trust too many people they trust their friends but they don't trust like adults and things like this we don't they think we don't get them but music can help them express themselves when they're going through certain things in life so if it helps them it helps us and it builds human connection i love it let's i like that right on all right well it's time to wrap it up hey thank you for joining us today and remember to send us your feedback topic for discussion things that you liked or didn't like that's always important we might not read them but at least (laughs) um you can send them to we ain't done yet that's yet with two t's at gmail.com or on instagram we're on there we can't wait to come back and reconnect have more deep conversations meaningful conversations and just talk about shit 
I'm sorry. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. is happening to us and around us because stuff is always happening. And yes. as always, thank you for joining thank us. You. And yes. remember, we, we ain't done yet. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Listen, we're not experts here. We are just offering a space that can bring meaningful conversations about real life experiences. And if you find yourself in need of some additional support, we suggest that you reach out to an expert that can help you process whatever you may be going through. All right, because you guys are important to us and we want you guys to all be safe, secure, and happy. Just remember, you're not alone.